0: Please just stand. I tell you what, anybody who's willing to uh, take that position and possibly, you know, have to give up life or limb for me, man, I tell you what, they, they deserve our our respect. And, uh, you know, the Bible says where honors due. Let's give some. So let's give these guys a hand. Amen. <laughs> Amen. amen how I many know freedom isn't free amen, amen. So I think sometimes we get the idea that the mentality that well you know that, you know whatever you know we we, we got this thing together and, and you know and I know that some that sometimes the 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 message to the younger generation is, is almost as if what has been uh performed in the past like like there was something wrong with that you you know it kind of it kind of Frustrates me that the younger generation is under the impression that the, the war and the fighting that we've been through uh, that was some kind of a mistake. And the reality is is that the friend that you have today is the byproduct of the warfare that's been fought. That's right. How in the world can you know what what an what ignorant mentality that would try to suggest that you know what guys? Let, let me just hurry up and get off this, or I'll be here all day. But the deal is, is that the freedom that we have is because somebody is willing to fight for that and willing to sacrifice for that. Not, 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 not only Christ who gave his life, but men and women in our country that were willing to sacrifice their lives so that we could have that freedom. What, what an incredible blessing that we have upon our lives. And listen to me, you younger guys. Uh, you wouldn't know what you know today. You wouldn't have what you have if it wasn't for the freedom that's been provided for you. Amen? Amen. Let's give, let's give them one more hand. I just think the veterans need it. We just celebrate that. Amen. If you're here today. You don't have a Bible. You don't own a Bible. If you'll hold your hand up, the usher's going to bring you one. We want to make this a gift to you. We've got a gift for you. Just hold your hand up. We'll bring you a Bible. We want you to get in the Word. We want you to study the Word. We want to know the Word. want to grow in the Word. If you This, this is it, guys. You've got to... Get this Word in you in so that it can change you, right? If, if you ain't going to renew your mind if you ain't got anything to renew your mind with. So you got to get in the Word of God. If you got your Bible with you today. Grab it. Let's stand together one more time. Let's make a confession. Just hold that Bible up in the air. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Say I've got an open mind and a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, say I'll never be the same. Say never, never, never. In Jesus' name, come on, give him one more shout, one more praise. Yeah, Amen. I tell you what, I'm excited this morning. God is doing great things. I mean, He is doing great things. And at a, uh, uh, we we this is our last week. You know, on the active combat training strategies, right? This is it, guys. Uh, but it's not our last week of learning how to walk in victory. Somebody say amen. We, we're going to walk in victory, right? We, I said we're going to walk in victory. And uh, next week, next week, you, man, i tell you what. To have the opportunity to receive from Dick Mills, you don't, I, I hope you know what a blessing that is. Dick Mills has been around a little while. Some of you guys got one of them spirit-filled life study Bibles in your hand. That dude wrote part of that. Dick Mills, Man, went, he babysat Moses. You know, uh, Dick Mills has been around a little while. goes to massive churches, huge things. He's coming here for the second time. So don't miss Dick Mills. And don't, don't just come don't just come and sit through that thing. You know, between now and next weekend, I'll be praying and say, Hey, God, you got something you want to say to me? And when he's speaking to somebody else, you know what I love about it? Here's a guy, Shelly and I went and listened to him. Uh, and we we were with a group of pastors, 65 of us sitting in a room being ministered to by Dick Mills. 65 people, Shelby wrote down every scripture he used. 65 people, he gave four to seven scriptures to each one of those 65, and none of them were the same. Dude quoted the Bible, the whole thing. You know, he uh, <laughs> I, I like that. You know, you know uh, it, it, when, when he's when he's you know speaking some word over somebody and he's reading or not reading, he's quoting the Bible to him. you can you can actually reach out and say that, that's the that's the word I need. Because because you can have that you can have that word. Amen. Amen. Some of you guys need a word from God. The Bible says there shall be a word behind thee saying this is the way walk ye in it. And it's obvious you lost. You need the word Right? So don't miss Dick Mills. Look at your neighbor and say, be here. Be here. Amen. Look the other way and say, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm here. Amen. Praise God. Getting into victory. Walking in victory. Living in victory. Experiencing victory. How you know that? That's what you've been called to do? Amen. Amen. You, you're not supposed to be going through life all beat up from the street up. You're supposed to have, you know, you're supposed to have joy. You're supposed to have Peace. You're supposed to have vision. You're supposed, you know. Come on, guys. We ought to be living like believers. Now I realize there are days when it, it is hard, man. War, the, you know, we are in a warfare. You got an enemy that's just really out to get you, but we've got a God who's really out to empower you to strengthen you, right? And we are learning. We we are learning. Look at somebody say, "I'm learning." Hey Amen. We we are learning. We're learning how to stay up on top of this thing now. Right? You know, it's one thing to get knocked down, but, it, you know, it's another thing if you stay down. Right? So you, you might knock the smile off my face, but you ain't ever going to get the joy that's built in my heart. Right? See, so you, you got to realize that, hey, man, uh, you can get me once. You, you might even get me twice. But by the third time, I'm going to kick your booty. Hello? Come on now. The enemy, he keeps sneaking around. You got to smack him down. You know, would you? You know, we're gonna we're gonna learn to count it all joy. Amen. Listen to me. When you call up and you and you're talking to somebody and you're trying to get advice or trying to share how bad your day is, and they say, "Have you called it joy yet?" See, now you know you're beginning to grow. See, when you stop long enough and say, "Well, I gotta figure out how to call this thing joy." Remember James one two, count it all joy. Reckon it joy. Reconcile. How are you gonna reconcile this mess that you got into? You you're gonna you're gonna consider it joy. Why? Because the name you give a thing determines the authority of that thing in your life. Listen to me. The name you give a thing determines the authority of that thing. So if you call it a mess, you're gonna have a mess. But if you call it joy, you're gonna have a producer of joy. Right? That thing's gonna on why? James 1-2. Call it all joy. Why? Knowing that the working of your faith is gonna produce joy. Patience, and patience or endurance, when it's done, is going to position you on a spot where you are lacking nothing. God's taking you to a place of incredible abundance, a place where you have more than enough. You're going to have, at the end of the chapter, stuff you didn't have when the chapter began, right? See, at the beginning of this season, the storm came in, but by the time the calm swallows up the storm, you got something inside of you that you didn't have before you ever saw the storm. You know, the greatest intimacy that you're ever going to have with God is in the middle of of the junk that you've been trying to get away from. Think about it. God said, you know, uh, in trouble, I will be with you. Remember? In trouble, I will be with you. Well, how are you trying to get out of trouble? Don't get out of trouble. Hang out in trouble until you meet Him. Amen? Just call it joy. Why? God's on His way. Amen? And so we got to call it joy, and we got to, we got to grab onto our confidence and refuse to let that go down. Remember, if our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence with God. So the other side of that is if our heart does condemn us, what is the enemy always trying to do? He's trying to beat you up and tell you what you've done wrong, show you the mistakes you've made, and undermine your confidence. Why? Because if you don't have confidence, you know, man, you're sunk. If you beat up with condemnation, it's hard to stand there and look at God and say, I'm yours and you're mine. Because all you're thinking about is I'm a mess and oh my God. So get cleaned up. The Bible says if we confess, he is faithful and just to forgive. We don't even have to ask for forgiveness. All I got to do is confess. God, I love God. I love the fact that he really, you know, I mean, there are times where, where where uh there's situations where you gotta go back and you gotta, you know, you know, you've heard about that thing, it's kind of like the onion. You gotta peel the onion and you gotta, you know, that's for you. With God, you say, oops, and he's like, covered. Confess. Man, do not live under condemnation. Do not live under condemnation. Because that condemnation is gonna sabotage your confidence and lack of confidence, man, your confidence is connected to your reward. Cast not, therefore, away your confidence, which had great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience, for after you've done the will of God, you shall receive the promise. That's Hebrews 10, 34, 35. You, you know, you, you got, don't let go of the confidence, man. Hang on to your Look at your neighbor and say, get some confidence. You know, what's crazy is that, uh, you know, in, in this, trust me, this series that we've been doing, man, we're right on target with this. I mean, this is very, we're right on time here. You know, we start talking about this and the phones are lighting up, man. The calls are coming in. And it ain't, you know, it it ain't for them people that are trying to get us money. (laughs) Help! We're in a mess. This is going on. This is going on. The world's falling apart. Call it it joy. What are you, nuts? Can't call it joy. I'm not sure this is going to work. Oh, there goes the confidence. Your greatest satanic opposition will always come at your freshest revelation of God's Word. You got an enemy trying to steal that seed. You, well, hang on to your confidence now. Grow that confidence. Realize that as, as you call this thing joy, I am not going to call this joy. But then you're going to get stuck with it. Do you want to get better, or do you just want to stay bitter? Don't shout me down just because I'm preaching really good. You got to call it joy. You, not because I said so, because he said so. You've got to call it joy. I do too. Trust me. There are moments I don't want to call it joy. That don't, you know, to put it plainly, in King James, that sucketh. I don't want to call it joy. I want to describe it to the T. I want to tell you what I think it is. And that's exactly what the enemy wants to do, is to get inside of you so that you will describe it exactly the way you see it. But see the way you see it ain't the way, way it needs to be. So now I gotta speak to it, not about it. Yeah, right. Remember, you got you talk to that mountain. You, you know, you, you don't describe it. You say, "Be thou removed." You you walk up to darkness and say, "Let there be light." Man, you gotta see. You gotta see that deliverance is coming. You, you, gotta, you gotta hold that position. You gotta stand that ground. You gotta lift up your eyes and recognize God's on his way. Amen. Get that inside of you. And, and, and don't let and don't, don't, don't let down. Don't back up. Don't let go. Don't let off. So many people give up two seconds before they experience what the promise that God has for them. I mean, just, just, just short of, of having financial, you, you know, real financial increase. Uh, well, that ain't working. Don't, don't let the enemy rip from your grip the promise that God has put in your heart. You know, sometimes, you know what's crazy? And, and i got to hurry because I don't want to get too many rabbit trails. But you know what's crazy? Is that sometimes on a really good day, God drops something in your heart. And as you're moving towards it, A really bad day comes along. And suddenly you're under the impression that the really bad day has overridden what God promised you on a really good day. You think the bad day's in charge? No, no. God's in charge. So never doubt in the dark what God has promised you in the light. Trust me, when God went to the widow woman and said, I'm sending a prophet, will you feed him? I guarantee you. I mean, you go back and read that. You go back and study that, that God told the prophet, I've already worked this out with the widow woman. When you get there, she's going to take care of you. So days in advance, he told the prophet that the widow was going to feed him. How many days in advance did he talk to the widow about feeding the prophet? It was a bunch. I bet, I bet it was a long time before, before the prophet showed up after he had talked to her because when the prophet got there, she, she was already out of food. Had he asked her when she's out of food, she would have said, I ain't got enough. But on the day of plenty, he said, I'm going to send my man. When my man gets here with you feed him, she looked around and said, yeah, that'll be easy. Not a problem. Well, by the time he got there, he, she was out of stuff. Isn't that the way God works? You think everything's going good. look for me? Sure. And then life shows up. Don't doubt in the dark now But God's promised you in life. You're gonna to have to. You gotta to to reach deep. But don't lose confidence. Call it joy. See your deliverance. And now look at this with me. Open your Bibles. We're going to Exodus chapter thirteen. Exodus chapter thirteen. Man, there's so much I, I, I want to tell you, in the limited time that we've got today. That I, I need to remind you. Call it joy. Call it joy. You know, and don't get mad when you call up somebody and say, "Hey, I got a problem," and they say, "Have you called it, Joy?" Don't hang up on them. <laughs> well, if you really cared, you'd feel sorry for them. No, if we really cared, we'd stop feeling sorry for you, right. and we'd start helping you grow. Come on now, we 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 gotta get big, we gotta get strong. Why? Because what God's called us to is going to take big, strong people. Look at your neighbor, and say big, strong. Look, look, oh, look at him. Say, big strong. big, strong. Come on. You know what? You want great victory? It's going to demand great battle. You don't get great victory out of a little teeny battle. You get a little teeny victory out of a little teeny battle. Quit trying to get a great big huge victory by fighting a little teeny devil. you you're gonna, you got some great big stuff to take out, but you're going to have great big victory. Amen. So Exodus chapter 13, verse 17, look at that. It came to pass. It came to pass. Just stop there for a minute. It. Have you ever had it in your life? Haven't you seen the bumper sticker? It happens. Okay. It came to pass. The only reason it came was to pass. This too shall pass. Right? Whatever you're going through, whatever circumstance you're dealing with, whatever the chaos is, trust me. It, it'll. It'll. It'll be over after a while. It'll move on. You, you're gonna. You're gonna move on. There are moments when you don't think so. Trust me. It will. Pass. It came to pass. It, and if you think this is bad, wait till you see what's coming. But hey, you know, it's coming to pass also. Right? Remember the guys on the boat with Jesus? And, and they're dealing with a the storm. They thought that was nuts. Then they get off. Then when they finally get to shore, here comes the dude with, with the legion of demons in him. You, you know, let's get back on the boat. I'd rather deal with storms than devils. Okay, here's it it came to pass. Okay? it came, You're going to make it. Look at somebody say, You're going to make it. Look at this. It came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go. When Pharaoh had let the people go. How many of you know that at this point, at this point, a lot of stuff has happened? Okay, Pharaoh had let the people go. So prior to this moment, we're talking about miracles and breakthroughs and signs and wonders. All kinds of stuff has happened. When Pharaoh, when Pharaoh had let the people they were talking about people who, are, who have been set free, they have been delivered, not going to get delivered. they have been delivered. power over their life, the voice that has kept them in bondage, that has kept them uh, from you know, knowing the, the promises that that voice has been silenced when Pharaoh had let the people go. It came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go. That God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines. God now we're talking about God, we're talking about the leadership of God. How many of you know God's a pretty good leader? God's a pretty good leader. God couldn't lead them the way of the Philistines, even though that was near. That was a short route. Okay? God couldn't take them the short route because if they saw war, they would return to bondage. Talking about God. I thought God could do anything He wants to. Think again. God couldn't take him the short route. Remember the scripture that says it's an 11 days journey from Mount Horeb to unto Mount Seir? And they took 40 years. 40 years on an 11 day journey. And we're going, what a bunch of oozers. Li- uh- 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 us- and then God says, "I'm talking about you. <laughs> Many of us have been 40 years on an 11-day journey. You're saying, "Well, God, I, God, you know, where's that collapse of time?" Well, if there is a collapse of time, there's going to be an increase of warfare. And if you're going to run back to bondage rather than face the warfare, you're on an 11-day trip, but it's going to take you 40 years. God, God. God, God, (laughs) he couldn't take them the short route. Why? Because they were sissies. They'd turn around and run if they saw war. How many of us could actually have freedom in areas of our life? You think it's the devil. You think it's your mama. You think it's the boss. But no, it's the sissy in you. God saying, you know what, I can't take you the short route because every time the enemy raises his head, you run the other way. I can't get you where I need you to be because if it don't fit your schedule, you say it must not be God. Uh Uh-oh. Next week, um, Dr. Mills will tell you, yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. This week I'm going to tell you, It's time to grow up. Hello? You want your freedom? Or do you just want to play church for 38 more years? Hmm. Thank you for that exciting response right there. That was crazy. (laughs) You want to call it joy or you want to define your problem? You want to grow your confidence or you want to find a bunch of people who feel sorry for you because you had a bad day. Well, I've had more than a bad day. I can hear you already. I can't believe that you don't care about the pain that I've suffered. I can't believe that you don't want the healing that God's provided. You're waiting on a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. How much more breakthrough do you need? Jesus went to hell, defeated the enemy came up, handed off the keys, and said, there you go. And you're going, I need a breakthrough. Excuse me? I I, I need somebody to come in and get the devil off of my life. You need somebody to come in and knock you upside the head. How much breakthrough, breakthrough occurred Thousands of years ago. When are you going to start living in it? He is a defeated foe. Been placed under your feet. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested. He might destroy the works of the evil one. He was successful in his purpose. If he was, then the the evil one's been defeated. Well, how come he's still here? So you can demonstrate it on a daily basis. It's like that chihuahua that's in that little three-foot fence that barks at everybody that was walk by. They get all nervous and scared of a chihuahua. Chihuahua ain't even a real dog. I just lost half the audience. They're all offended because they own one of them rats with a hormone problem, Call it a dog. <laughs> Next time the Chihuahua runs after the fence, just go hey, and it'll fall over dead. It's not a big issue. I mean, what you gonna do if it does? Lock onto you, shake it off. Man, it ain't no big deal. It's a chihuahua. it has got sharp teeth. Oh, jeez. When when Pharaoh had let the people, your enemy has been forced to release you. I said your enemy has been forced already to to release you. You are born of God. And he who is born of God has already overcome the evil one. You're already walking in victory. Right. I don't feel like it. That's because we ain't so bright. You know, in the South, you know, in the South, you can say anything you want to anybody you want if you follow it up with, bless your heart. <laughs> I'm telling you now, spend some time down in there. You can, you can walk, you can, you at the dinner table, you can look at somebody's mama and say, you know what? That is the worst tasting thing I've ever had, bless your heart. And as long as you say, bless your heart. You can walk up to your friend's cousin and say, you are uglier than the post, bless your heart. And they don't care. As long as you say, bless your heart, it's all good. Well, some of you guys are not real bright, bless your heart. Going through life living like you've been defeated. You ain't been defeated, you've been set in a position of victory. Come on now, get the lights turned on. Well, that's not right. You, he probably doesn't have any problems at all. Bless his heart. <laughs> I got to lose you. You've been set free. You been, I said, You've been set free. But you can't be you can't release the sissy in you. You gotta release the 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 giant killer in you. You gotta realize, man, this thing, man, you got an enemy that's attracted to the plan of God. He's trying to stop you. You gotta rise up and say, Not at my house. You ain't getting in here. You ain't ain't getting in here. Fear is. Not 365 times the Bible says fear not, or be not dismayed, or, or take courage. Or, it, 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 one for every day of the year, God looking at you and don't be afraid. Why? Because it could get scary. Amen. Well, almost anything scary to a sissy. God, we're traveling with God. The people would repent. They'd turn around and run the other way if they see war. They've just been delivered from the hand of Pharaoh. They have seen plagues come against the people that were against the people of God. They have seen the demonstration of power against their enemy that was mind-boggling. But they're going to run if they see war. Come on. Come on. You want freedom Amen. and quit running like a girl? Well, let me let me rephrase. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Bless your heart. (laughs) Let me rephrase. Quit running like a sissy girl. Let's go to verse 18. (laughs) But God. Everybody say, but God. God. Say, "But but God. Listen to me. You might be having the worst situation in your life. But God isn't done yet. But God, you might have something that's gripped you and, you know, held you and and bound you, but God ain't done yet. But God led the people about. (laughs) Comma. It's important. You know what blew my mind? Guys, I love the Word of God. I love the Word of God. There's some stuff. That is in the word of God that you places that you've read and read and read and over and over and over and over again, and there's some stuff there that one day's gonna leap off the page and you go, Look at that. This is today I want to share one of those moments with you. <laughs> it it came to pass. And God couldn't take the shirt route because people would rather be in bondage than face an enemy. They forgot that freedom wasn't free. They they neglected to realize that somebody is going to have to fight. God looked at that and He didn't give up. He said, I'm God. So I'm going to lead the people about. The word about in the Hebrew here is sabab, it means to go through a series of turns and changes. To transform, to produce dramatic change, and to convert to a different level of energy. So God led the people Sabab. <laughs> he led them about He led the people through a series of turns and changes that would transform them to produce a dramatic change in them that would cause them to begin to live at a different level of energy. So God led the people through a series of changes that changed them from the inside out, that caused them to live at a new level of energy, and they went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. The word harnessed, picture Arnold Schwarzenegger. The word harnessed, picture, picture somebody, you know, the, the Mr. Universe, somebody who is developed in their body. Everything everything that, is, that, that can be flexed is now flexing. He has, uh, you know, this is in the spirit, this is you. You are equipped to fight and win. When the opponent looks at you, they don't see the sissy. They see the giant killer coming their way. God took people who wouldn't face warfare, and they'd run and hide at the first sight of opposition, and he led them through a series of changes so that when they came up out of the land of Egypt, they came out looking like an army. Oh, this is what God's doing to you. Oh, hear me. I said, this is what God's doing to you. The very thing that you were afraid to face, God's going to lead you about. He can lead you through a series of changes. He's going to change you dramatically from the inside out. So that He can bring you up out of bondage. And you will come up harnessed out of that situation that used to contain you. Look at this. Look at this. You gotta count it joy. You gotta hang on your confidence. You gotta see your deliverance, and you gotta up your way out of every situation that you face from here on out. You gotta up your way out. Look, at, look, you know, and see, up your way out. See, look, look, look at this, man. If you don't write in your Bible, throw that in a way. Buy one you can write it in. Circle this. The way out is up. The way out is up. The way out is up, man. You gotta, you gotta look up. You gotta grow up. You gotta stand up. You gotta reach up. You gotta sew up. You you you, you gotta you gotta praise up. You you've gotta you know what? If you're weak, then you gotta up your training. If you're if you're lost, you got up your prayer. If you're tired, you got to up your praise. If you're poor, you got to up your giving. Look at your neighbor and say, Up yours! yours. (laughs) Yeah. Couldn't wait for that. What are you learning? Up yours! That's the message we're giving the enemy. Up yours! Man, I'm ready to up my praise. I'm gonna I'm gonna up my confidence. I'm gonna up my joy. Oh, come on. Aren't you aren't you tired of, of being irritated by the devil? Why don't you become irritating to him? Why why run from him? Run at him. Well, what if we die? <laughs> up yours. What, what if I get hurt? You're, what if you have victory? Amen. Come, on. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, bless your heart. What if, you, what if you begin to demonstrate the breakthrough that's already been provided for you? Amen. What if you begin to, to, to realize that, you know what, it's not the weight, it's not the weight that's been the issue. It's how I've handled the weight that's been the issue. I've been letting a 10-pound knock me out, but, you know, throw my back out when I could have used a 10-pound to strengthen myself. You know, at the end of this thing, I'm going to be better than I was at the beginning. Maybe maybe what I need to do is recognize that if I want to, I can demonstrate victory. So, so let's just deal with something. i got, I got a couple minutes here. Let's just deal with something. Let's deal with that weird attitude that's inside some of you right now saying, so what are you saying? Are you saying that I haven't had enough faith to get my healing? Are you saying that I, have, I haven't had enough, uh, that, that there's something wrong with me that's opened the door that, that, and, and it's all about me? Uh-huh. Sort of, that's, that's kind of, yeah. If you think that it's your faith, let, 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 me, let me verify. If you think it's your faith that's going to make a difference, no, no, it's his faithfulness. Remember, little little faith, little faith produces huge results. But if your faith is in your faith Well your faith has been sabotaged already. It ain't about your faith. It's about his faithfulness. When I do what he said, he will produce what he promised. Every single time. Every single time. So 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 if you are all wrapped up in, in, and it's about you, see, that's the condemnation that you're afraid of, that you don't want to deal with. You don't want to uncover the condemnation because you're already under the impression that had you prayed more, given more, served more, done more, that God would have produced more. No, no, wait a minute. No, it ain't about you. You've got you to pull you out of the picture. You've got to realize we're talking about God. God uh, what he has produced what he is what he has promised it, you know is gonna impact you it's gonna affect you it's gonna affect you but it ain't about you That's right. it's about him That's right. see you gotta out or you gotta up your way out the only way out is up you've been going in you've been thinking the way to deal with this let's see i I'll get me some more wisdom wisdom's great but wisdom without God on it, the only way out is up. You've got to have a relevant relationship with God. Amen. Yeah. You, you know, one of the largest churches in America has done a series of, uh, of studies, and one of them went over a 10-year period of time. And they believe in involvement, in, part, in participation, and in ownership. If they can get their congregants to, to own the vision, to participate in the plan, you know, and, and to connect, then, then they're going to grow. And you know what? They're pretty sharp because they have grown the largest church in America. Huge, huge church. But they did this study, and you know what they found out? And, and, and they've released this to, to just, just for information. You know, hey, guys, look what we found out. We found out that people that we took the same group of people 10 years ago and we did an assessment and we took them 10 years later after involvement participation and ownership. And their goal was not to burn you out. Their goal is to take you right to the right to the edge. See, well why? Well because it, Americans are fickle. See some of you guys come to church about once every 2 or 3 weeks and it, but you want God's involvement 365, 24-7, right? They're like, if we can get you involved, we can have you connected. If we can keep you connected, we can, we can possibly keep you strong. You know what they learned? That the spiritual growth of the people who were involved, who were connected, and who were participating, that their spiritual growth was at the exact same level as people who never attended church. You know what they learned? They learned that going to church doesn't make you better. Well, think about it. I've been in church my whole life. Grew up in church. And some of the same junk going on in my life is going on in people's lives that don't go to church. Well, should we quit coming to church? No. But what we should do is get real smart. Bless our hearts. We should realize that you know what we can have victory over here, but we got we got to get smart enough to realize that going to church isn't going to produce it. What's going to produce it? The intimate relationship with God. See, we need sabab, transformation. So you think that sitting in the service is going to help you? No, sitting in the service is going to help connect you to people who are going to be strong like you. So, getting involved. In the place that you're getting involved in, gives you the opportunity to walk in obedience to what the Word of God told you to do. But what's go- the only thing that's going to get inside of you and transform you is the Spirit of God. And if you don't get, if you don't, if you won't up your prayer life, if you won't up your connectivity to God Himself, you are going to be exactly like you are right now, 40 years from now. You can spend forty years on an eleven day journey if you want to. Because see, that's what church alone will do for you. I mean, isn't it weird? How many pastors? I don't know. I'm just I'm just kind of guessing. I don't know how many pastors will come to you and tell you if all you're going to do is attend church, hope you like your life the way it is. Matter of fact, just attending church will probably simply frustrate you more. Because I'll be here. Yeah, bless my heart. (laughs) Get your own material. Okay. (laughs) Bless your heart. Okay. But if you can connect to Him, He can transform you. Who are you going to be five years from now? Exactly who you are today, plus the involvement, the influence, the impacts that life and people have upon you in the next five years. Unless... You have a about moment. Unless you let God lead you about. I want to change. You're not going to. Without God. Sorry. Without God. Going, going, listening, listening, hearing. You know, all... James, james is a pretty smart guy he said don't be a hearer only you got to be a doer you, because he who hears only and doesn't do he he's like the guy that looks in the mirror and sees who he is but he moves away and he forgets see it's like being in the plane you know you go up with brother al and get in the airplane he's got the he's got the autopilot and you put in the the uh the ordinance, right ordinance what it's called and then and then you're flying, and, and so if you're headed for Spokane someplace, and, but you decide to fly out, you, you, can, take, you can take the, the, the stick and, and take the plane off the course and go anywhere you want, but as soon as you let go, where's it going out? Back to where it was programmed to go. Many of you guys, what, what, we, what we do is we come to church and we, we, we hear a truth, a revelation, and we take the stick. We're going to take control. And we begin to fly in a new direction. Pretty soon life, life gets busy and you have to, there's got to come a point in time you're going to let go of the stick. Other things are going to take your chance. T- and when you do, what happens? You're going to come right back to where you've been programmed to go. The only way to reprogram your autopilot is to let God lead you about. You need a sabab. You need a transformation. You need to change from the inside out. You can hang all the pictures you want to of prosperity on your refrigerator. You can send all the $6 gifts you want to to television evangelists. But until you get changed on the inside, you're still going to produce poverty, lack in your life. You might have moments where you have real increase. Isn't it weird, though, that without a mentality change, when you you get a bigger Christmas bonus than you thought you were going to get, all that does is increase the size of the down payment you're going to make. Because that's the way you think. So increase to you means greater debt. Greater opportunity to produce greater debt. Unless there's a change on the inside of you. And you see the, 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 the Christmas bonus comes in and it's bigger and you go, oh, greater position for me to be a blessing. Or maybe I can get, now I can pay for the whole thing and don't have to charge nothing. But without that change... Autopilot, zzz, you're going right back. God couldn't take them a short route because if they saw the enemy, they'd go right back to bondage. Many of us, God's God's trying to lead you to real, to you know, into real freedom, he's trying to show you the breakthrough, the freedom, the 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 victory that He's provided. You have a tendency to back up every time you see confrontation, and what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to press through there. And if you ain't got what it takes to press through there, then you go up. Because the way out is always up, not back, not in, not down, up. The way out is always up. I want you to close your books, close your eyes, and but stay stay here with me for just a minute. Nobody get, nobody running around right now, just, just chill out for just the next 30, 60 seconds. Hold on. Here. If you're here today and you do not have relevant relationship with God, Listen to me. You can do everything you want. You're not going to see any real change. You might be a good guy. You might be a good gal. You might be super nice. But if there's not relevant relationship with God, you're still in trouble. You're still on autopilot, you're stuck on a journey you can't get off of. Till till you have that moment, the sabbath moment, the the transformation. Now, I'll tell you what, God God realizes where you're at. He realizes that every time there's opposition, you, you have a tendency to run. He wants to connect to you and lead you through a series of changes that will cause uh, uh, inward change so, uh, so dramatic that it will cause you to live at a new level of energy. If you're here today and you say, you know what, I don't have relevant relationship with God and I'm ready. i recognize my need for it. I'm going to ask you to do so. I'm going to ask you. I don't want you to raise your hand. I want you to stand to your feet. So wait a minute. That's, that's whoa. If you can't stand in here, you ain't going to be able to stand out there anyway. So that doesn't make any difference. If if you if you are ready for relevant relationship with God, right now. Don't don't wait. Don't hesitate. Last night, man, I've got to tell you, the power of God was here. It's here today. It's here right now. You need relevant relationship with God. You, you're ready for God to transform you. You're ready for some changes in your life. I want you to just stand to your feet. To you ask me, I need relevant relationship with God. Amen. I'm ready for God to be God. I, I, want, I want, when I say, you are my king, I want that to be a reality. N- not a phrase out of some song we say. I want that to be the reality that... He is King, Lord of my life. I want Him to rule and reign in me. You guys who are standing, listen to it. I'm just going to pray for. Him. I'm not going to have you come down. Not, you know. We're just going to pray with you. Whole church is going to pray with you. But I want you to understand something. You got to let God get on that inside now. You, you got to stop thinking the way. Matter of fact, anytime you do something the way that you always do something, you need to stop and ask God, "Am I doing this right?" Don't just, don't leave here today and, and okay, now I've had a, this moment where I've opened the door to God, but I'm going to go right out and live the same way. No, no we I think we got to get alone. I think we've got to increase our prayer and our Bible reading time. You know, it's like that church, like their study. You know, man, you can go to church seven days a week, but it's not going to produce spiritual growth. That's only going to be you and God, you and his book, you and prayer. You need help. That's why we're here. We're here to help you. This journey that you're embarking on, it's a a journey. We want to walk it with you. We don't want you walking it alone. We're here to help you. Let God be relevant in your life. Everybody in this place, will you do me a favor? Repeat this prayer with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I need you. Be real in my life. Whatever it takes, change me, Father. Change me from the inside out. I receive acceptance. I receive forgiveness. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you for giving me victory and hope, vision, destiny. Use my life for your glory. In Jesus' name. Let's all stand together and give the Lord a praise. Come on, everybody.